0: Welcome to Another Great Story with your host, Nick Sandino. brought to you by The Village Christian Church. Do you know any great stories? We sure do. And we can never find enough time on a Sunday morning to tell them all. Here at Another Great Story, we tell the truth about where life change, life growth, and life purpose meets our everyday life with the hope that you might experience God in your story. Welcome
1: back to another great story. I'm your host, Nick Sandino. Joining me today is the most guests that we've ever had Uh, Pat Ugolini from our Seneca campus, Sarah O'Sullivan from our Seneca campus, and our lead pastor, Nate Ferguson. But sit back and relax and enjoy another great story. So we'll see how this goes. We've never had four microphones going before and recording, so it might be... It's going to be great. We'll just see how it goes. So joining us today are are the two staffers, two of the staffers from our Seneca campus, and we're thrilled to have them. uh, Pat Ugolini, Sarah O'Sullivan, and then our lead pastor, Nate. Nate, tell us what we're doing today.
2: So uh, we're talking about transition. What does it look like when God works in someone's life and says, Hey, the next person, it's their opportunity to lead and grow and what obedience looks like and man we just had a wonderful this is being recorded on a tuesday and uh, this past sunday we announced this transition at the seneca campus and sarah the transition by the way is that patrick ugolini is going to be the next campus pastor they're starting around january it's kind of january 1st is our timeline that we're targeting. And Sarah O'Sullivan just kind of walked us through that from where God was working in her life. And then Pat also, it was a, it was such a good story. I was like, we got to get this on a podcast and just share it with as many people as possible.
1: It is a good story. Let's start with this. Tell us a little bit about Seneca. Like what's the community of Seneca like? So
2: good.
3: So Seneca is a small town. Um, It's always been a small town and it's a place where most people know most people and uh, the church is the same way. Um, So if you get family in church, they're there, you know, they they get committed and they bring their friends and their friends get committed. And so we, that's what we've seen over in Seneca. Uh, when we started two and a half years ago, I was blown away by the families that I saw coming to church consistently. Um, people that I grew up with, uh, families that I had known for a long time. And I was just super excited to see God bringing people in that I had either been praying for, or maybe never even thought to pray for. And it was the exact type of people that we needed uh, to have a healthy, thriving church family. And so we've just seen that continue to grow. Uh, We've got new people coming each week. It's just been awesome to see what God's doing, and it's been just an honor to be a part of it. And Sarah has led so well over there. I'm just thankful for her leadership. And, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to see what God's going to do next.
1: So Seneca is a town that, in the church planning world, nobody's like, ooh, we're fighting for that territory. So who's going to get to Seneca first? So how, how do people, one who didn't live there at the time, another one who's only gone there for you know maybe some high school sport games, sure. end up starting a church in a town of 2,200 people?
2: Sarah, you should tell the story.
4: So we had just moved into Seneca. It was when our youngest was getting ready to go to college, and we moved to Seneca, and we loved it immediately. It was the very first night that we stayed in the house, um, I woke up the next morning and um, I told my husband, I was like, well, honey, the Lord has made it perfectly clear that we need to get a village campus going in, in this community. And, and Bob and I have been married for a long time, and he just looked at me and he said, well, okay, do you know when? This
1: was your first night living in a, in a church.
4: Yes, so we, yeah, we, we live in a church in Seneca as well.
1: Old church. It's <laughs> yeah. not operating yeah. as a church. When was, was it built? Uh,
4: 1865, I believe. Oh, yeah. 1867, something like that.
3: But it, it hasn't of... operated as a church, though, in probably,
1: what, 100 years?
4: Yeah. Well, they closed it in 1965, is when the new one was built.
1: Okay. See. Beautiful. So then what happened? Because Sarah would be considered more of the dreamer on the team here than maybe other people. For sure. So maybe like Nate.
2: Yeah. So Sarah had that experience with the lord and felt like that was the thing and to her credit she thought you know i just need to be praying over this that so god would reveal it to someone on our leadership team so that we just kind of have a confirmation so um i think four or five months later yeah
4: that was actually really kind of you to state it that way i think my when i talked to the lord i was like i don't want to go and say that we need to move a you know start a church well, in a little tiny town can you please tell like Nate or nick or both of them that would be great and i'll just keep praying
2: yeah and what you didn't know is, like, I've always had this dream of, of multiple campuses, mm. of just branching out and reaching more and more people in more and more towns, and we still have that dream today. And uh, so four months later, I'm visiting my parents in southern Missouri. I have this vivid dream that there's all these people coming to church in Seneca, and I'm actually arguing in the dream. This doesn't make sense. There's not enough people. And, and then there was, like, another young family came in, and then another young family, and another I just thought, this is crazy. So I woke up. I wrote it down in my journal because I journal every morning. I called Sarah on the way home and said, I said, it's a wild dream. She said, well, I know what that's about. And um, from there, we began to talk to individuals who lived in that community, uh, like Patrick and his wife, Alyssa, and others. And uh, before we knew it, we, we realized, oh, my gosh, God's up to something here. And so a team formed. And, um,
4: and all of that was going on in the middle of COVID.
2: Yes, yeah, Not them, which most. was prime
1: start something new. Time <laughs> it was very yeah, exciting.
2: And Nick, you like Seneca is a town of I think 2,100 2,371 excuse oh. me, 2,341 people. Count. So that's um, it's a wonderful little town, but it's not there's just not a lot of people, so it doesn't make it did not make sense to, to launch something new. But we just thought God's God's working in this, so. Well, if you make a list
3: of towns where you would want to start a new church, it's it's not going to be near the top of the list, no. especially for a church like the village that was very established in a town that was 30 minutes away from yeah. that small town. Yeah. Right. A lot of people in between those two places.
1: So do you guys remember how you told me? No, I don't. Sarah probably does. So we were on our way back from, I had this like fear i wouldn't talk to god about different churches uh because i was afraid he would send me to a town like seneca like Uh alone and i just (laughs) thought that'd be i don't want to do that like i don't want to do on your own ministry where that you know guy or gal has all that you know burden placed on them and we were on our way back from a conference at at willow or at community and you had gone forward sarah and said oh yeah you know i do kind of remember this and i was like that's weird. She's up there. And um, it was like mom and dad, did you know this pat? No, it's I like mom and dad story. sat me down in the back seat of the car and in traffic they're like we're going to start another church. By the church. way, we're going to
2: start another church and Sarah's going to lead it. And, and then it unfairly
1: was, Nate was like I'd like your response right now how you feel about that. <laughs> and uh, and I I was like I I'm going to need like just a a minute to stare out the window and think and pretend you guys aren't up there. And take some deep breaths. Like it's good news, you know. That Did was they in say that Seneca, was Seneca right away. Did yeah, you know oh what? yeah, uh, we, okay. yeah. We're gonna start a campus in, in Seneca. Seneca. Yeah, it was
2: at Community Christian in Naperville. So we had driven up for the conference, and it was all about church planting and exponential and all that. And we wow. had just kind of kept that to ourselves, and and we hadn't like let that be known to the whole staff. And then um, there was a was there a it was like a yeah if you want to if you're like to consider, if you want prayer if you want prayer for a new campus or a new church or something like that. And Sarah went forward and. <laughs> I was like, what's she doing? She like, must be friends like, with some other yeah. church. I was like, <laughs> she must think about supporting someone. I was like, this is so perfect. This is so great. And and then I thought, oh, we, we need to explain this. It
1: was I mean, it was great. Like Seneca's where I graduated high school. It's where Pat graduated high school. And so I've always loved it, but yeah. I couldn't wait to get out of there. Yeah. So the thought of going back, um, it's just the kindness of God, I think, because now you see our friends, and I think uh, I, I don't think it's wrong to call people out. Like when I saw the Dashners come in. Like, I played football with Mike.
3: I love that family.
1: And mm. and so, like, when Mike walked in. They're amazing. That was like a – I wanted it for you guys, the Ugolini's. We were already friends. I wanted it for um, tons of people that were over there. But, like, when the Shelton's walked in, I grew up on their farm, yep. you know, playing in their pond and, oh, running through their woods, you know, and horsing around. And then when the Dashners walked in, what a cool thing that God would come full circle on. And and let you go have church and and worship with these people and and then reach their families and then reach their friends.
3: And that's what Alyssa and I have talked about so much. Is the coolest thing that we've seen. Is it's such an easy I don't want to say easy, but a, it is an easy invite to have a church that is both welcoming and comfortable and relatable, but also gospel centered. That we've always trusted the teaching. We've always trusted the leadership. And we've never been able to invite a lot of these friends because most people, let's be honest, aren't going to drive 35 minutes from no, Seneca no, to Manuka on, no. a, on a weekly basis. Right. Now there was a, a, a pretty strong group of people uh, as a part of the core launch team in Seneca that, that were really involved with the village. Absolutely. And so we had a really good strong core team, but to be able to invite people in our hometown to a church in our hometown has been incredible just to see friends and family and people visiting and, that's been the funnest part. And can I back up like 16 years before? (laughs) Oh yeah. I was hoping you would tag onto that. Okay. So you mentioned that we both graduated from, from Seneca high school. Um, God did
1: cooler things in your senior year than he did in mine. Like (laughs) he wasn't speaking to me as a I just was wanting to go to CIY and be a youth pastor. I wasn't (laughs) dreaming about church planning.
3: Well, yeah. And you know, As a 16-year-old, it it wasn't really like my skill set. It probably wasn't um, the funnest thing I had ever heard of. But God began just speaking to me um, pretty quickly after I gave my life to him. Um, I started having dreams, and the friends that I was close with and followed the Lord with started having dreams as well about planting a church or leading a church in Seneca. And there were adults and people that were around us that were encouraging us, praying for us, and saying that they saw so much potential in this small group of friends that was just praying for Seneca. They had already laid a foundation of s- saying, look, we th- we see that God's doing something in Seneca, and that you guys might be a pretty big part of it eventually. That was 16 years ago. And
1: yeah. and it didn't happen for another dozen years. That's uh, right. 13 years almost, yep. right?
3: Yeah, so if you start the kind of launch date of the Seneca uh, campus of the village— um, yeah, it would have been 13 years later. Um, and the whole time, you know, we were involved with the village, but in Manuka, Fun fact, my first day uh, playing on the worship team uh, here at the village was the first day in this new building. I never got an opportunity to play at, at the middle school. So when we were meeting at the, the middle Lucky. school. Yeah, I, well, yeah. that's what kind of everyone has said, like, <laughs> wow, how'd you work that out? I'm like, well, I didn't really mean to, but that's it was fun. cool how it worked out that way. Um, and so it's just been really fun to look back now in hindsight and kind of see this is what God's been doing for a really long time. Yeah. And, well,
1: and you started as our, you started as our drummer. Yep. Started as a drummer.
3: Um, that was probably a year or two. And then I started playing acoustic guitar. And then a f- couple of years after that, Sarah Wyndham said, you should start singing. I'm like, I don't really have a voice to sing. Um, and yeah, I, but I you were telling did.
1: me when we were working out, like, oh, I'd love to be a worship pastor. I would love it. That was a dream that I had when I was
3: 18 as well.
1: And I was like, I don't think you can just pick that up. You know, I, I think yeah. you got to have some born in skills for that, but I, you should try it, you know? And I didn't have the skills
3: for a long time. I remember specifically driving in the car one day, um, praying when I was probably 18, 19 years old. Lord, I would love to lead worship, but I don't have a voice for it. And I prayed about it sporadically. It was not like a hot pursuit thing. It was like every once in a while, the Lord would bring it back up, and I would just pray. And however many years later, I'm, you know, praise God, leading worship in Seneca. I still don't think I have like a dynamite voice, but he did something, and I was able to kind of step into that worship role in Seneca just a couple years ago.
1: There's so many directions that we could go. When I think about this, like our our audience, whoever might be listening to another great story, a lot of you are from our church home, or maybe you watch us online, but a lot of you don't. And so I want to clear up a few things, uh, some things that we've covered so far that might have just made you want to uh, wrap up the podcast early. Like God speaking to us this vividly clear isn't a run of the mill Tuesday. No, I mean like God doing this. This rocked. Everybody at the moments that it happened. And then the arrangements for God to bring these things to happen left enough time for there to even be doubt that I think crept in at different moments. Yes. And so I just want to be clear: like, we're not, we're not crazy. Like, God's doing a thing that we're as shocked by or as as honored by or as uh, blessed by as, as the next human would be. Like, this is just a neat thing that's going to stick with us for a long time. So it brought us to this point where from brainstorm or from Sarah saying she wants to do this, what was that? 2018?
4: Gosh, it was 2019.
1: Was it? Yep. 2019. To then COVID hits in whatever February of 2020.
2: Yeah. And then we start. We were scheduled to launch in the fall of 2020. We thought, oh, COVID's behind us. And we had a situation where we thought we had a place lined up. And that fell through. So And on record, have we ever
1: landed at the first place on the date that we wanted to? No, no, it
2: never <laughs> works out. But we, we did make it a little bit later. We found another facility, which we were kind of, I wasn't all that excited about. But Sarah said, <laughs> it's got potential. So it ended up working out. We ended up I thought the floor it. was broke. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> the floor yes. slopes to the front. Like, a, I thought it was, like, a structural issue. I was like, we don't want some place where the whole floor tips to the front. Like, I feel – and everybody else was like, no, that's for worship, so you can kind of see the stage. And you can uh, see it
3: from the from the sound booth back there. It's an yeah. aggressive slope, and you could see that yeah. without that slope, no one would be able to see the screen from the person's head in front of them. Right. So um, really interesting old building, and we've had some electrical issues and uh, – you know, some AC issues and all kinds of things to work through. But it was really cool how the Lord brought that about through a lot of a lot of pain and struggle.
2: A lot of struggle, a lot of good, though, that God's brought through it. I, I want to just, if I could, just get to the good stuff here. Oh, yeah, which is, get to uh, it. Obedience. And so, you know, Sarah just just had that sense, and then we had that sense through the dream, and then we just went through, and then we were just obedient to God, saying, you need to do this. And it got started, and things were going really, really well, and we could just see God's hand all over it. You referenced lots of different— there's tons of stories to tell about how God's worked in that wonderful little campus. And then, all of a sudden, Sarah, what did you feel like God said next?
4: You know, we opened up there two and a half years ago, and it was two years ago. I was praying, and the Lord just really spoke to me that Pat Ugolini was going to be a pastor on staff. And I thought, wow— I That's fantastic. I can totally see this happening. And I came back and I told the rest of our team I mean, Nate and Nick and and Carol and Charlie and I just said, Hey, I feel really strongly that Pat Ugolini is going to be a pastor on staff at some point, not having any idea when. And we all began to pray for you, Pat. Yep. And then it was six months after that uh, so a year and a half ago I heard very, very clearly. Uh, he's not just going to be a pastor on staff. He's going to be a pastor at the Seneca campus. Yep. And I said, okay, you know, I think that's fantastic. Thank you. And then I've had so much time to reflect on it since then, The how kind God is to have told me, I mean, a year and a half ago, like, listen, this is my plan. This is where I'm going. And just the amount of time I've had to wrap my mind and heart around that. And for Pat and I to be able to work together and, like build a relationship with one another in ministry. And um, a year ago, uh, Pat and Alyssa, his wife and I, got together and started to pray that we would know specifically, like, God, what is specifically your plan in this? And and can you speak to them uh, what it is you're wanting to do? And will you give us an idea of what kind of timeline we're working with here? And we just agreed that we would all continue to keep praying until we felt like it was time to move forward.
3: And so, like Nick mentioned earlier, it's one thing to talk about in 10 minutes, the quick story of what God's done over the course of years, and we're kind of just giving a 30,000-foot view. But in the moment, I mean, this stuff takes so much time and energy and prayer and pursuit of God in, in the quiet times, you know, where you're not talking into a microphone to people who care. You're alone, and you're trying to make a decision that you think is best um, based on what God's saying to you. And sometimes it doesn't feel like God's saying much, and it takes a lot of quiet time, and it takes a lot of uh, energy and, and prayer and time in the Word. And those months can be really uh, challenging. There can be fear associated with those times. Um, there can be doubt. There can be anxiety. And those are things that we've experienced, Alyssa and I specifically, really heavily with this decision Um, But then when the way it's always worked out for us, when the Lord speaks and when you know that you know and he's really clear, those things don't just melt away. But when you have experienced some of these things with God before, they become so much smaller in light of what he says. And so the anxiety doesn't just magically disappear, but you can walk through it in faith. Because God says we walk through dark yep. times. We go through the valley of the shadow of death, but fear not for I am with you. And so when we know we're going in the right direction, headed towards the right finish line, we can walk through those valleys on the way as long as we stay with God. And those are you know, the reasons why we took six months to pray. And, and we didn't give Sarah an answer for a long time because we said we need to be really, really sure on this because really it wasn't on our radar at this time. It didn't feel great. Um, we have a lot of other things going on we don't need to get into, but that was the challenge of obedience in the moment because it was a scary thing that you brought up to us.
1: Well, that's another thing that people probably don't understand. Just to be clear, like you didn't have a background in ministry. You Zero. were just a volunteer that was started as a drummer. Like You just had some musical background. You were really solid in your faith. There was no doubt in that. Um, but this, this happened quickly, and it went from quickly in the big picture, probably not quickly when you're sitting in the trenches praying for it, But to go from, you know, playing drums once a month to um, being on a a 10-hour-a-week, you know, worship part-time position to, you know, moving to a a campus pastor, that's a a lot of change in a few years.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's been a a few kind of really quick years where the Lord's done a lot, Um, but no, this was never... This wasn't a part of my vocational plan. This wasn't like my career goal. Um, I knew that God was going to do something like this eventually. And I told Sarah, I thought maybe in like 10 years from now, maybe when I'm 40, maybe my kids are a little older, I've accomplished some other goals that I've got in business and things like that. But there's so many moving parts going on in our, our life right now. This was
2: not on the radar for easily five to 10 years. Sure. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking too. I, I really, you know, big fan of Sarah O'Sullivan just fantastic. And I thought big fan of Pat too, but younger guy and younger family and so forth. And I just thought, well, this will just, it'll work itself out over time. And then, you know, Sarah said, Hey, it's, it's now they've, 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 we've been praying and, and this is it. And this is great. And we're going to move. And I probably drug my foot, feet on that a little bit. I was like, Whoa, wait a minute. Let's, let's really, you know, pause. But I, the thing that I really want to say in our time is like obedience um, Sarah's a great example of instant obedience. Excellent. She just if if she feels called by the Lord to do something, she just does it and worries about the details later. And the track record is spectacular on this. We've worked together now for 7 years, but previous to that, uh, you were a part of our church family and it was wild to see, you know, you guys stepping into your faith. And then um, about the time that was going and you were really rolling, God moved you to a different community in Southern Illinois. And in that time, just being prayerful in that. And Sarah, in that timeline a year, went and served at a church that had just moved from portable to, um, it's there, permanent uh, facility. And then miraculously, God moved them back uh, to the same area. And she showed up, I think, the first weekend that we were like moving stuff into the church and said, I'm back. And I've had a whole year of, you know, learning all these things. So if I could be of help. And I, and I thought, and you move into a new building, you're just stretched thin, super thin financially. And so I thought, well, we got to do something. So we offered her to be our intern. Sarah Sullivan might be the most overqualified intern <laughs> in the history of the world. She was our intern. And then that turned into a little bit more time. I remember you were working another job in here in the early years, and you quit that job because you felt like God was saying, you need to quit that job. And, and, um.
4: He told me to give a two month notice. Yes. <laughs> and I did. I gave a two month notice. What was and- like one. We, month
2: and 15 days like for you?
4: Well, I was having a pretty strong conversation with the Lord. I was like, Lord, I was faithful. I was obedient. I, I gave a two month notice. We're down to two weeks. I, I yeah. have to have this income coming in. So yeah. I need to know what the plan is. Please tell me the plan. And uh, it was that day that you called me and I moved
2: from part-time to full-time yeah. Yeah. and um, I didn't know she was doing it. No, I, mean, I, I didn't tell it, you. Yeah. I was like, what? And she said, yeah, it just so happened that I, I quit my job a month and a half ago.
4: Yep, and I had two weeks left, and, oh. and you had been given a two-week notice, yep. and I was taking over those hours, and yep. it worked out perfectly. Yep. And that's what happens when we are faithful and we are obedient, because God knows what all these details look like. So I, I do want to make sure everybody understands that I have not always been graceful, and, and being faithful and obedient because eight years ago when the Lord like made it clear that I needed to leave my job, I did not
2: handle that gracefully. So we, none of us did. Cause we just thought this isn't fair. We just have this great person and we're seeing you work. And then you're moving her to this unknown land of <laughs> Marion Illinois. Illinois. Or, yeah. <laughs> I was like, geez. Well, and,
1: I was just looking, we've got a podcast episode on this.
2: Do we really? It, yeah, you recorded the story, didn't you? Oh, we should, yeah, reference that. Do you remember? I'll what, keep what it, looking. Keep I'll, looking. I'll keep finding well, it. Anyway, Do you remember
1: which, what podcast you joined us for? Oh, gosh, I don't. We'll just oh, have to find I'll it. I'll find it. We'll listen to them all.
2: Listen to them all. I, I want to say a couple more things about this, though, because it's so remarkable. Then Then it was like, okay, Sarah and Pat, and we said, yeah, you guys pray about it. Whenever you feel like you hear from the Lord, you let us know. They let us know. And I said, well, this is tricky here because, Sarah, if you take a step back and we roll Pat into the, the campus pastor role, at this time in our church experience, we do not have a space for you. And that really hurts my heart, and it makes me wonder, like, is this the right thing and so forth? And Sarah is just like, no, that's, this is what God will work it out. And I remember, do you remember what I said? I said, can I talk to Bob. Your yeah, husband. She, I said, I want to talk to Bob about this. He didn't believe didn't, me I, I, that I I, I... I mean,
4: Bob <laughs> had been praying with me on this for two years. Yeah,
2: yeah. I remember
3: I, when Sarah came back and she told me, Nate said he needed to talk to Bob. Yeah, separately. I wanted to just... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, Sarah's, I get
2: it. Sarah's husband, Bob, is the just a spectacular He's amazing. man. He's amazing. He's just one of the neatest guys. and
4: Yeah, he was a, all part of the prayer he, for He years. was so
2: good. I, I said, I just want to look him in the eye. I just want to make sure... You know, because this is a big it's a big step for you guys stepping out of a role with not a clear uh idea of what the next step is going to be. So I remember looking Bob in the eye and like wondering like what's questions are you gonna ask or you know, how are we gonna go through that? And Bob's like, Yeah, we're good. <laughs> it was just like it's like wait, wait. I said, Wait a minute, it. let like me we've... let me let me ask you like three more questions and he was like, No, I I'm we're we're good. And that that's what I want to emphasize the track record. Of what, what does it look like to just be completely obedient when you don't know the results?
4: Yeah, we are so certain. I mean, there is, not a, a, there is nothing in me that is not absolutely certain that this is the direction that the Lord wants us to go. And I've watched him provide for my family over and over and over again. So the only thing I'm concerned with is, is being faithful and obedient because I trust God completely. On on all of our behalfs, all of us are covered in this, and and he will do exactly what he says he will do.
2: Yeah, it's it, it was neat as you guys were sharing on Sunday. You just saying kind of something similar to that, like you know we're gonna keep living here unless the Lord moves us, and we'll serve here, and and we'll just wait to see what he. Says next to do, and I hope
3: you're around forever. We do. We don't, we don't
2: very lose you much appreciate that. All. Yeah, we love we, Sarah. Yes, we know for sure we're going to have a moment of thank you because there's so many in the Seneca community and in the Manuka community because you were here for such a long time prior. And and it, I said it might be awkward because it could be like we have this really nice celebration of thank you, and then three months later, can we hire you back? You know, <laughs> this, this just opened up. You know, so that that would be great, um, or. Lord's got something better, and yeah, whatever I, it is is going to be better, and so we just can't wait.
4: I don't have a single inkling at this point, but I know that the Lord will reveal it when it's time to, and so I'm excited. Like, who knows? Who knows what he'll say to do, but I, I'm here for it, so.
2: Yeah, it's nearly
1: neat. So what's it? what's next then? What's it look like over the next few months? Go ahead.
4: Yeah, so um, Pat is going to, we're going to just start to spend more time together and look at, you know, just the daily responsibilities of, of being a, a pastor and start to apprentice more in some of those areas. And um, we're just going to spend a lot of time together over the next six months is the plan or five and a half months for that for that matter. But there's not just me, you know, there's so many incredible pastors here that are going to be able to spend some time with Pat. We have such an incredible team, so many different people with so many different gifts and skills. And so what a blessing for Pat to be able to come on and spend time with each of these people, all of us with the same heart to pursue God's plan.
1: Yeah. And, and even not just people that are on our paid team, but people that, that have been serving there for a long time Mm -hmm. and not like, so the, the idea that I, like, there's nothing toxic about this that we're trying to hide. And there's been such a history at churches yeah. that if you've ever been yeah. burnt, it's very listener, unusual. you You're, you're unusual. going, yeah, but what's like the real backstory? This is like all the details of it. Yeah, this and, is it. And so there's no like toxic turnover or, or divide. Like Sarah walked in, and and gave you a hug. Like you guys are buddies. You guys are like really care about one another and care about the kingdom you know and then there's all these other great people on the team that are still staying and and still continuing to serve in their roles and I think of Megan Morris or I think uh you know Kelsey and where she's grown I think uh Dan and Tracy um man you know you start naming them and there's just so many people that have stepped up and done new things that they've never done before and you know people who lead sound that have never led sound anywhere before and and it's just a special thing to get to see. So, it's all above reproach. What's what do you think it looks like, Pat, over the next few months? So, uh,
3: the next few months, I'm hoping that I can put as much time into being with Sarah on a regular basis. There's obviously some challenges there because I'm currently, uh, you know, in business and that's where my living comes from, and so um, it'll be a challenge, but I want to spend as much time as possible with Sarah, uh, and also start to spend more time here at our Manuka campus, where a lot of the other pastors kind of make office for the week and um, go through getting things done that no one ever sees, the the behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, So to reiterate, I have zero qualifications to be a pastor right now, other than this is where the Lord's taken us, and so i I need probably a ton more training than what I even realize at the moment. So I really don't know what it's going to look like, to be honest.
1: When Nate, um, when I started at 20, when I started full time at, uh, full time at uh, whatever it was, 23, something like that. Sure. It was, uh, he said, it'll take you, and I was super mad at him for this. He said, it'll take you two to three years to really get your feet under you. And I was furious at that because I was like, I'm, I'm a quick learn. Like, I, I love this. This is what I'm going to do. And I think he was wrong by two years, the other direction. Like, you know, I mean, you just keep learning at it. You just keep figuring it out and figuring out. It. God's really kind to continue to develop you along the way. And nobody's like a finished product.
2: Yeah. Pat, you don't know what you don't know. And that's okay. That's okay. You'll We'll, we'll just learn as we go. The Lord reveals it. And, you know, Sarah just, uh, I've said this on Sunday in Seneca campus, but you know, our one of our key core values is humility. We we just we just want you know humble yourself before the Lord, and He will lift you up. Uh, another verse says, "For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble." We don't want God opposing us. My goodness, that sounds terrible. But giving grace, you know, God opposes the proud, but grace grace to the humble. So, you know, just the humility of Sarah in this, in this moment is quite remarkable. And, and we just have a group of pastors and leaders that are just so humble and just saying, I think this is where God's leading because 99, 999 out of a thousand people would have just said, that's good Lord, but I'm, I'm going to hold on. Right. Not I'm going to hold on. I've, yeah. I've, I've invested so much in this, uh, blood, sweat, and tears, particularly in that campus. Uh, but, so not, many people would have said, "This is mine.
1: I started yeah. it."
4: I just don't see the point in doing anything but what God says. I, I, I literally cannot think of anything but but doing that. Nothing else makes sense. So, so I
1: I could pass that on a test, but to do it is mm-hmm. just a whole other thing. Yep. You know,
3: I think most people would say that, but right. not a lot of people. A would spend the time to ask God. That's that's one of the things that I think is most important to take away from today. Is like. Sarah got this from the Lord because she spent time asking him, what's Mm -hmm. next? What are you doing? And that's one of the things that I've learned so, like you've taught me that more than maybe anyone else that I've ever been around is you got to ask to get answers. You have to ask and you got to spend time with Him in order for him to trust you with things. And so a lot of people just haven't, haven't experienced that yet. And so one encouragement to take away from today would be got to get alone with God. And you have to ask those questions. You
2: may never get an answer if you're not asking. Yeah. And we're talking about a big, big deal, a big transition in different people's lives. But everybody who's listening, I'm sure God's trying to, and me included, probably especially, he's probably trying to get my attention on some things and saying, Nate, it's time for you to trust me. And I'm already thinking about what that might be. I just had a phone call right before we came in that, uh, was enlightening. So it's it's just like, oh gosh, another, you know, we got to do this again. <laughs> so um, yeah, I wonder in in those who are listening, another real quick thought is I had someone, a very dear friend, send me a note earlier this week, yesterday, Monday, and said, Hey, I was listening to a podcast that was recorded months ago and I'm going through a challenging situation and I knew there was something that was said in that I just re listened to it on the way to the hospital. And it was just what I needed to hear. And so, you know, somebody might be five years, ten years from now listening to this. um, God's ways are good, and his plan is always perfect. And always, whenever he asks us to do something, it is probably going to be outside of our comfort zone. Well, I think with that said, does anybody have anything else? Yeah, Sarah.
4: I would. You know, I I do believe that things like this um, don't always go well in, in the church world or that there's a tendency to think that there's some other story. There's a, There can be a tendency for, like, narratives to be built around things. And, and the way we're explaining this and describing this, this is exactly what God has done and this is what he is doing and there's not anything else going on. I, on Sunday, I spent some time telling people, I'm like, listen, this is not, don't develop a mindset that's saying, yes to Pat is saying no to me, or that in order to honor Pat, you have to dishonor me. Nobody is saying no mm. to anybody. It is everybody saying yes to God and God's plan.
3: That's really powerful. That is powerful. That's really powerful. And God being eternal and, and his time frame being so much even f- beyond what we can even understand, let alone fitting our, you know, little plan inside of his is, mm-hmm. is ridiculous when you step back and look at it, but it's hard to um, have that Approach in the moment, you know? And so, uh, Sarah, I think you did a beautiful job on Sunday just explaining to people, like, this is what God's doing. This is not a team thing. We're all on, on God's team. Well, we're, yes. we're on it together, and that's why this is happening. So we're not choosing sides here. We're saying yes together to the Lord, and this is the direction he's moving. And so, yeah, I'm just so thankful for that and for your humility and ability to to hear from the Lord and follow and Thank I really you.
4: want to encourage you, Pat, in the next steps ahead, because you might not feel qualified, but but the Lord qualifies the called. Yes. And you will find, so I've been on staff at the Village for seven years now, and one thing that I, I began to notice is that every single thing that happened over the course of my life was necessary, it was needed, and it helped me uh, to be able to minister to people and so every single thing that you have seen that you have experienced the different roads you have walked down you like God will use those things to to help you in ministry and all of it matters all of it's necessary thank you
1: well awesome. all that said if you're looking for a good church home and you live you know, within driving distance, come check out our campus in Seneca,
2: or it's, if you have an internet connection,
1: yeah, you can follow us online. I'm getting to that. Okay, my apologies. You know, I was going to go through them all, I'm sorry. but if you're low, you that's host the, the, the show. I, no, you
2: I host know, the I, next one. That's the classic, you know. Lead pastor over, yeah. Ready, uh, fire, aim. Oh we'll wrap gosh. it up how you want
0: to. <laughs> all right, take it from here. <laughs>
1: You know, so but if you're looking for, for a good, if you're looking for a good church <laughs> home in the Seneca area, check us out at nine thirty on Sunday mornings. Pat and Sarah will both be there. Uh, they'd love to have you. It's it's a little red church on the corner of Main and Union. Union. And Union. Yep. So come check us out over there. You can also visit our Cole City campus. Which is at nine and ten thirty. Another word <laughs> over at, <laughs> at, at the Cole City campus at nine and ten thirty. You can check that out. Manuka, um, as always, nine and ten thirty here on Sunday mornings. Um, or,
2: last but not least, Nate. Where else could they join us? If you're, you can you can check us out online. And if you were to have come this past Sunday, you would have sent, seen Nick beat red because it took. Uh, a lot of effort to get it, something broke and he Ooh. had to fix it in like eight minutes and was within seconds of on air time because 9am does not change. And so yeah. he had to do that. And uh, there
1: might be a day that comes that we miss the 9am mark and we've, we've hit nine Oh five. We've hit nine o three three yeah, before, for sure. you know, for with sure. some connectivity issues, yeah. but we've never missed a 9am service on, on the yeah. record or a nine 30 back in the day yeah. on a, on a live stream. But we were real close it was it because was, yeah. the two people that were fixing it had to go do other jobs, so it was like it's I'm going to go preach, yeah. and then we'll just do it next time. You I know? thought
2: I thought something seemed off, so I I was in Seneca with with Sarah and Patrick, and they just did such a beautiful job there. And then on my drive back, I just you know threw it up on YouTube and listened to it in the car. And um, I thought he doesn't. He sounds different. You were you were in the studio. I,
1: I was talking I, like my heart wasn't racing. <laughs> my heart. I had a
2: heartbeat like in my neck
1: vein. You I know?
2: thought he sounds different. So I pulled it up as I'm driving. I shouldn't do it, but I looked and I was like, he looks different. And oh. I thought, man, I wonder is, is everything okay? No poker thought, face. Yeah. Like if you ever want to <laughs> play cards and win a lot
1: of money, invite me to your game. Because I get I don't have an ounce of poker face. And so like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bless her heart. Corey Trotter was like, "What's your problem?" And I was like, "I don't, I don't even know where to start." Corey, like, yeah. Yeah. trying not to panic. I felt like it was all crumbling. And, and the
2: behind the scenes, for just a real quick for everybody to know, and uh, is we we race in here ahead of uh, so we're visiting with people prior to, and then we get we get all mic'd up, and and then it's kind of a it's still intense because you've got to be on air for nine ten minutes, and then you've yep. got to unmic. Run out to the worship room and mic up again, yeah, and then give the message. So it's it's an intense kind of a thing. So when you throw in a, hey, we got to fix everything, then we got to mic up with like ten seconds to spare and try to act happy and fun, uh, happy and fun. I just kept smiling.
1: <laughs> I was like, my my blood pressure and my skin tone might be just on fire, but I'm gonna smile at you and yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see where it goes, but indeed I'll say this face out. does
3: get pretty red like in, oh in those man, yeah, I was worked <laughs> up, <laughs> <laughs> I, kind of have that, I
1: know that gift, yeah, I can tell. it's this Norwegian skin, like it hides nothing, <laughs> so anyway, you can join us at any one of those four locations, and we would love to have you it's a healthy church home, and man, uh, we are believers that you need a healthy church home, and if you've never had one, uh the time is now, and if you have you know if somebody sends this to you. And you're not a believer. You're our target audience. We we exist because we want to see more people come to know Christ at yeah. every one of those locations, in every one of those spaces. Um, and we're not going to rest on that. We're going to go as far and as fast as the Lord equips us to and and have a lot of fun doing it. So if you're, we can't stress it enough, check us out, join us, um, share the podcast, and it might reach somebody else. Any closing thoughts? Oh, I know what I want. I want Pat to close some prayer. Will do.
3: Lord, we're just so thankful to be here. Um, so thankful for what you've already done, um, not only through the village, um, but in your big C church, Lord, that you've done so much work uh, over h- however many years, uh, God, just getting us to this point that there's been so many people faithfully serving and saying yes to your call. And my prayer would be that more and more people would come to know you through the village and through things like this podcast, through things like our everyday lives, where we work and where we live and where we interact with our family and friends. Um, I'm thankful for each person around this table, but each person uh, that that hears this, Lord, I pray a blessing over um, anyone in earshot of this podcast, that in this moment that you would draw them into something new with you, uh, that there would be a, a different type of encounter with you and uh, if, if our church gets to be a part of that, we're so thankful for it. And uh, we're just excited to see what you're going to do next because we know we can trust you in all things. And we pray that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Sarah, thanks for joining us. Nate, thanks for your co-hosting. Indeed. Sorry skillset. about that. Yeah. And Pat, thanks for coming over and being a part of it today. Until next time, uh, keep listening for another great story.
0: Thank you so much for joining us for another great story. Make sure to click that subscribe button so you never miss our latest stories. And if you are in the market for a great church home, check us out at thevillagechristianchurch.com. We've got more great stories ahead, and we can't wait for you to hear them all. So until next time, keep living another great story.